Bueno. Welcome to the list. We are super excited about bringing you this new format of podcast. Um, top tens, top fives, who's the greatest, what's the greatest. That's kind of the the format here. Um, we use stats and research most of the time to form our opinions on who or what we think is the best. Um, this is something that me and, and my best friend Kramer, my name's Jordan and what we've kind of done is taken one of our favorite things to do and just when we're driving or hanging out and uh you know people say who's your mount rushmore basketball who's your favorite quarterbacks and and we've been doing this for for years and we thought we'd bring it to podcast form especially after the fact that we really didn't see that anyone was doing something to this form yeah that blew my mind because it just seems like a no-brainer and just to think that nobody's doing this and I say that and we you know anybody out there listening could uh, correct us on that but nothing that I found seems to be like this type of of thing right you know right I agree and and it's fun it's fun to debate it's fun to get in there and and dive into subjects like this Um, as we build the podcast we want opinions from listeners you know what should we do next why were we wrong? Why do you agree? Um, and and keep it open to because these these subjects that we're going to cover, most of them will draw a debate. Um, today, absolutely, um, top ten basketball players of all time. Now that um, that's one that I would say absolutely draws some opinions, especially as you get up there towards the top. Um, everyone has an opinion on MJ or LeBron. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna bring it out today and and go through our top ten. Um, how we'll do it is we'll just alternate back and forth, having some discussion along the way as we work our way to number one. So uh, this was tough. This yeah. was not easy to do. Maybe um, we may be kicking it off with one of the toughest lists to do. Yeah, I agree because man, I, I thought I could just write down my top ten. No, it changed. You know, my top five didn't really change the more I dug into it and really researched and tried to to be a little more objective but um, rounding out a top 10 and snubbing some of the people that you have to snub not easy but uh, probably gonna aggravate some people oh yeah Um, yeah and I kind of hope it does just well just you know that means they care if they get aggravated that means they care so yeah um, do you want to start the top ten? Do you want to start with number ten? For yeah, you? yeah. I'll kick it off with my number ten. Somebody who was uh, way before my time, uh, Pistol Pete Maravich. I feel like he mm. was severely underrated, um, probably because you know I don't. 
to my knowledge, and I could be wrong, somebody might correct me on this, but I don't think that he was ever on a team that made the playoffs. Wow. I don't think. I, yeah. Um, he has didn't have any titles, I do know that. But just you talk about somebody that just changed the game when he came around because, uh, you know, he played 11 seasons, I believe, in the 70s and early eight, into the early 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he died very young at 40 years old in 88 he, he died um, but somebody that was ahead of his time um, you know his career averages were 24 points four rebounds um, five assists per game and but his three-point percentage career for his career 66 percent and you just don't see that yeah um, he had amazing court vision and ball control just looking at some of his highlights the passes that he made and I, I, you know, we were talking about this uh, before the show. Just looking at his highlights, I saw one where he catch, he literally he gets a rebound, he catches it, and then he underhands it almost like a bowling ball, and then just you know, and it just drops, you know, all the way down the court, drops almost perfect into the hands of one of his players in stride for a layup. Oh yeah, like just that kind of stuff. Like he had incredible court vision, innovative passer. And an incredible score. I mean, absolutely. Um, for me, number 10 is someone that, you know, I, I didn't go around and look at a lot of other top 10s to do this. I really just kind of looked at, I looked up people that I thought I would consider to be on here. So I don't know how many how many people would, would agree, but I put Shaquille O'Neal at, at number 10. Um He's a four-time champ, two-time scoring champ, three-time finals MVP, 2,000 MVP, and 23 points per game, 10 rebounds was his career average. People can can say what they want about Shaq, especially in the later years, and I got lazy, and a lot of people think, think that, you know, say what you want about his free throw shooting. I know he he really didn't know how to do it. He never really figured that out. Yeah, he you'd think that maybe you could since you're being paid to do that. I get, you know, and I get the argument for bigger players like for them holding a basketball is like one of us holding a softball or similar to that. But to me, if you've been trying to shoot that way your whole life, you might eventually figure something out. Yeah. And I don't feel like he ever really did. You know, and Shaq, in, in a documentary I watched, said that it never was necessarily the ball. Like, people made that excuse for him. But it was, he said it was the, it was all on him right then at the line to shoot a free throw. And after he realized early on in his life that he sucked and was probably never going to be good at it, it kind of got in his head. He said just the crowd watching him, it's him in that moment, he just had a block or something is kind of what he described. And I mean, I get that, you know, but still he was, he was one of the most dominant players in, in the league and of all time. If you look at I looked at 93 to 03, a 10-year span, points, second, points, first, third, second, 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 first, third, second, fourth. I mean, that's in points. And then top five in rebounds um, during that time as well. So he, he was incredible. I mean, just a force. Towards the end of his career, those those last years, it wasn't great, but... I mean, you look at the Magic, 
the Lakers run. And then even, you know, in the heat, I mean, he was able to give them what they needed to go out and, and help Dwayne Wade win a championship. And, um, you know, he's eighth all-time scoring. He was He's a dominant force, and um, that's why I had to make sure he was on the list. Didn't start that way, but he, he made it. I get it. I'm not a fan, really, and I, I think maybe it was because of his time with the Heat and, you know, the, the I think he played a season or two with the Celtics, and he just wasn't, he was not the same Shaq. Right. But, yeah, in his day, he was he was a force. He was, absolutely. Who you got at number nine? At uh, number nine, keeping with the before my time, I have Dr. J. Mm-hmm. Um, played 16 seasons, uh, started with the Virginia Squires in the ABA, moved on to the New York Nets, and eventually landed with the 76ers in the NBA. Um, he His career averages were 24 points, 8.5 rebounds, 4.2 assists per game throughout his career. And what I noticed with him, just great ball handling, uh, extremely dangerous around the rim. And he was always, he always seemed like he was on the attack. Like he was always getting to the rim. Yeah. Like there was no, there was no let up. Um, and just the way he moved, you describe it as almost gliding. Like yeah. he just seemed effortless. And uh, I think he was way before his time. He really innovated the game. I mean, before this time, you know, around this time and before, the things he did, like, you know, we see yeah. it now a lot, but back in the 70s, right. you just didn't see, like, the, you know, his famous under, you know, under the switching hands, under the goal, right. reverse layup. Like, you just didn't see that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I, I believe that was against the Lakers, right? I think I, I, somebody will correct us, but well, I think I I'm think pretty so. sure that was what Magic, yeah, Magic was talking about. You know, they they'd cut him off right there, and and Dr. J had already jumped, and Magic described. I love to hear Magic tell stories anyway, but he says, "We got you now. You got nowhere to go." He said, and he goes around us under the goal on the other side and lays it in. He said, and I just. He said, I couldn't believe it. He said, I'd never seen anything like that. And, you know, he had several plays like that where he just did things where you just, still today, you're like, oh, wow. You know, and and in his time, that's very impressive. Um, For me, number nine, again, didn't start as number nine. I looked at complete body of work here, and he jumped up, up over Shaq. Um, which some this is another great debate that people have. Kobe, you know, Kobe and Shaq, who was better? When you look at complete body of work, to me, I know maybe, you know, Shaq had a very dominant, most dominant player in the league kind of presence about him at, at one point. But Kobe's complete body of work, the ability to score um, the basketball, but also, I mean, lifetime NBA champ. 08 MVP, two-time finals MVP, 25 points per game, uh, 12-time all-defense. That's something to me that that really speaks out about. 12-time all-defense yeah. and you're the scoring champ. I mean, there's only a couple other people I could name, and they're very good company to yeah. have. And so, yeah. um, and he's third scoring all-time. I mean, 
they, he was an incredible basketball player. 81 points in a game. That's pretty good. Approaching Wilt Chamberlain numbers and, that, yeah. you know, something that nobody really thought would ever even get somewhat approached. Yeah. And he did it. Yeah, he did. He And um, he just... He just had the that eye of the tiger mentality of I'm just gonna attack. I'm gonna do everything I can to win. And I love that about him. I love his killer instinct. Yeah, and he um, he just came across as me as just in, in interviews and in discussions and stuff. He's a super intelligent person. You yep. know, um, I don't know how many languages speak languages he speaks. Really? So yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he, I think he speaks Italian and something else maybe, but. Um, you know he's a smart ba- he was a smart basketball player i know a lot of people say he shot too much and he didn't pass but he really did he i mean sometimes yeah he thought i'm the best player i have to shoot this ball right now and but he got it done he's five-time nba yeah. champion so he was um, doing something right <laughs> little known fact that well little known to me i didn't know anything about it nicknames we know mamba black mamba all that but Little Flying Warrior was on there. What huh. does that mean? And who considers him to be little? Um, I don't. I consider no, him to be he's, a pretty, uh, pretty good-sized fellow. I mean, I guess by comparison to guys like Shaq and Patrick Ewing and David Robinson, maybe. But Maybe Shaq gave him maybe, that. Yeah, maybe name. Shaq. Oh, he's a Little Flying Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, and you know... I, I don't know. I never heard it. I think it's stupid. I don't like it. Whoever gave it I to him. I don't like it. It didn't stick, sir. Man. It, it didn't. It did it not didn't. stick. Black Mamba is much better. Yeah. Um, Man, yeah. you know who I really like is that little flying warrior. <laughs> He's good. He's What's his name? Kobe. Kobe. Yeah. He, yeah, little flying warrior is what we call him. Uh, that sounds That sounds like a nickname somebody would get in Japan. Yeah. Well, maybe I mean, it was compared to Godzilla. Maybe, I, maybe he's maybe a little flying warrior little, compared to Godzilla. But the thing that gets me about this is if if that's the case, he, by comparison to the average Japanese man, yeah, he's is not humongous. Little, yeah, it's true. That's true. So I don't know. I, I've never heard that. Well, um, it's, he it's can not. he can stick with Mamba. Yeah, that, that's fine. Well, who do you have at number eight? At number eight, I have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Wow. Um, he Kareem. Played great longevity. Played 20 seasons uh, for the Lakers and the Bucks. Uh, his career averages were uh, 24.6 points a game, 11.2 rebounds, 3.6 assists. And the uh, points per game average to me it was lower than I expected considering – what a prolific scorer he's considered to be. I mean, mm-hmm. 24.6 points a game is nothing to... I mean, that's that's not anything right. to say, well, that's not much. But it was lower than I expected it to be. Um, but uh, what I noticed about him, though, was a great hook shot, and he had tremendous shot-blocking ability yeah. because he was so long. Like, yes. he was very lanky. His, his uh, arm span was ridiculous. Yes. Um, he was a very reliable scorer, obviously. He was number one career all-time career points scored so i mean not much else needs to be said about that he yeah. was one of the most dominating big men in the game yeah in in a way that most weren't right. you know a graceful like 
athlete. Just he, he wasn't like he wasn't like Shaq. Shaq right. was just like a powerhouse. You know, and Kareem but, could dunk it absolutely, but he just he liked to manipulate the defense in a way that they're not going to be able to do anything. You know, that hook shot being the his go-to. But with a guy that size that has got the hook shot mastered, like what do you what do you do with it? Yeah, you, I mean, can't you can't do much about it. For me, it, it's another guy, number eight, that used um, a graceful type of um, dominance down low, and that's Hakeem Olajuwon. That guy, to me, is one of the most complete big men to ever play. I, I really think that. Two-time rebound champ, two-time defensive player of the year, three-time block champ. So he's got all the defense and rebounding covered. Then, you know, two-time NBA champ, 94, he was MVP, 21 points per game, 11 rebounds per game career. Um, his ability to um, play basketball like a, like almost the European big men of today, way before that was a thing. Um, his that ability was, to shoot jumpers and yeah. turn around fades and the dream shake and crossing people over I mean he had abilities that people hadn't really got to see at, at a level of a, like a center would would typically have yeah that style for a big man was almost unheard of back then yeah another thing that I think is really cool about him uh, the Rockets were 29 and 53 and then he joined the team the next year they were 48 and 34 and they went on to win two NBA championships. He changed their franchise. The immediate impact. Yep. And uh, no question. Uh, he was he's incredible. Nine time all defense too. I mean, both sides of the ball, he was incredible. I I loved watching his highlights. One one of if not possibly my very favorite big man to watch highlights yeah. for. He he was great. Yeah. Well, and we'll just we'll just keep this rolling because at number seven I've got Hakeem Olajuwon. Well, look at that. So, uh, um, he played. I mean, you touched on a lot. He played 18 seasons. He had 17 with the Rockets, and little known to a lot of people, he had one with the Toronto Raptors. I do not remember that. Um, yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, like you said, he averaged 20, 21 points, 11 rebounds, uh, two and a half assists per game. There's not much else to say. Yeah. I, you know, what I noticed looking at his highlights, he could basically do it all. Like, and he was such an intimidating inside presence. Um, but something he could do that not a lot of big men can do, and, you know, Shaq can attest to that. He's proof. But Elijah One could shoot free throws at yeah. probably a better clip than any big man that I, you know, most big men. Yeah. I'll just say that. Um, and he could dribble pretty well for a big guy. He was great. He was great, and I mean, if you read about him, you know, in, in his early life, he didn't start playing basketball until he was like 16 or 17, Which blows like my mind. Yeah, and then he gets to Houston, and they say, yeah, he's he he needs work. And he, you would never think that, because right. when he got on the floor and actually saw playing time... He just took over. He did, and he... For him to be as complete player as he was and, and start that late, I think that really speaks to what an incredible just mind he probably had for the game. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and he played – he came in at the time where, you know, Shaq was coming up. You know, he was still young. Played against guys like David Robinson, Patrick Ewing, some of the best centers in the game. And to me, Elijah One stood head and shoulders above them all. I agree. Um, and you know, an, a stat I don't I don't know if you mentioned this, 
You know, he was he hit number one in career blocks, number thirteen in career points. But something that kind of stuck out to me, really, you talked about his defense as a big man. He is number nine in all-time career steals. Wow. And that's for a center yeah, to do that. Yeah, that and is. That's, that's crazy. That is incredible. I mean, and to win the MVP in 94, when, there were some pretty yeah. good basketball players in 1994. Yeah. <laughs> to go down the list. When, yeah, when you're going against guys like Shaq, Jordan, yep. uh, it's just David Robinson, Patrick Ewing that I named before. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, there it, were, it was... It was uh, Pretty pretty wild time to be winning MVP, and he and he deserved it fully. To me, we're we're just rolling on with big men. Um, number seven for me is Bill Russell, and I'll tell you, I, we we don't go over our list together. We discuss the show, we discuss a little bit about the ins and outs, but I think I blatantly said, you know, who's not going to be on the list. And I said Bill you said Russell. Bill Russell. But and I, I, I agreed. And but I was building a top. You know, I've said my top five several times. That didn't change. But as you, as the more I read about him, I said I got to take a, a closer look and just see. He he was well before my time. But eleven NBA championships, the most NBA championships that anyone has ever had. And I think we both have talked about this. We don't. We don't camp on the fact that championships means you're the best or whatever. That's kind of a, a I don't get that theory and I I disagree with it wholeheartedly. I think that as a the best player of your time, you should be able to lead a team to a championship. But I don't think you have to have the most to be considered great well, or anything. Like no, that. because. By that logic, Robert Ory would be considered better than MJ. Right. Because I believe he has seven. Yeah, I just um, I just don't agree with with that. And I'm not take I'm not you know obviously I'm not trying to take anything away from Robert Ory. He was obviously good enough to be on those teams. Right. But you take him off those teams, and I still think they win titles. Yeah, so. I agree. Well, and I mean, Bill Russell though, I mean, five-time MVP, um, considered to to some and and a lot of people to be the best defensive player of all time um really changed the game with his block yep Uh, the block shot ability that he had was incredible 15 points per game he averaged 22 rebounds per game for his career which is not not (laughs) anything to shake a stick at so he was um pretty solid there too but his defense i watched highlights and i mean he's defending people i mean wilt are you kidding me? The possibly the most dominant player to ever play the game, and he's he's dinging him up and winning championships. I could be seven feet tall and not even know how to start guarding Will Chamberlain. No, like, it's I mean, just ridiculous. But Bill Russell, the more I watched about him, the more I appreciated what he did for the game, and kind of he definitely was an innovator. He, I I had read this, and I don't I don't know, but he said he would sometimes allow people to get shots off. For two to three quarters, and then in the fourth quarter, go to town, blocking everything that they do, studying them, watching them, letting them get a little bit comfortable, and then proceeding to kill them in the fourth <laughs> quarter, which I thought was very cool. That what is a, cool, yeah. What a like assassin's way to look at the game, and and very very deliberate, and very very calculated. Yeah, but yeah, he he was uh, he was a great talent. I think he I think he belongs on the list. So. And he was I, I will say he was close. Yeah. to making mine, uh, and he was definitely in consideration. And 
there is the whole championship discussion, and I agree with you that most championships does not make a per, make a player. Right. But it's hard to ignore eleven. Eleven is a lot. It is a lot. No matter what era you're talking about, eleven yeah. is a lot. Yeah, you don't just. Well, no one ever will again. That's that's one of those records. I don't think anyone will ever get close to. No. Um, number six, we're getting in there. The goods, the really and good meat. Number six, might as well keep up with the big men. Will Chamberlain. Yeah. Um, played 15 seasons with the Warriors, the Lakers, and the 76ers. His career averages were insane to me. He averaged 30 points a game, but. More impressive, he averaged nearly 23 rebounds a game at 22.9 for his entire career. Yeah. Um, 4.4 assists per game. And there were several seasons where he averaged 50 or more points. It's just like, those are numbers. You will never see those numbers. No. Um, I mean, there, what is there to say? Really? He's probably the most intimidating inside presence of all time. Yeah. Unbelievable ability to score and rebound. He had the sky hook, which you take a guy, Chamberlain, what, was 7-1, I think? Yeah. 7-1, and then you have somebody that can throw down that kind of hook shot. Yeah. Like, what do you do with that? And it could catch people off guard because he's dunk, 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 dunk. And then you think, okay, I'm going to stand my ground. I'm going to be graceful and do a little hook shot. Yeah, and and he is just perfect. Yeah. Um. And then, so he was a hunt. He was number one in career rebounds, number five in career points. And then, you know, there's the thing that he is undoubtedly the best known, most known for is the hundred point game. Yeah. And what really, even on the surface, just saying he scored a hundred points in a game, that's impressive. That'll yeah. never be done ever. And, but when you dig deeper, I've read about that game because it's not on film, but I've read about it. And especially towards the, in the second half, getting closer to the end of the game, everybody in the building, including the other team, knew he was getting the ball, right. and they could do nothing about it. Yeah, they they could not stop him. Sometimes they would double and sometimes even triple team him, and it it made no difference. Yeah. So, uh, you know, what do you do with that kind of player? Like he's the only person. That if you go look his stats up, they're video game esque. Yes. He, he had numbers that, like the 100 point game and the 50 points for an entire season and his rebounds that he sometimes per game, they're video game. Well, the, the season he had the 100 point game, like he also had games, of, if I'm not mistaken, he had games of 60 points, right. 70 points, yeah. 65 points. And he that that season he averaged fifty point over fifty points a game and over twenty five rebounds a game. It's like what do you? Which that will never happen ever. Yeah, that doesn't even. I mean, if someone has a fifty twenty five game, one game. If Dwight Howard did that, he'd probably retire. So yeah, I finally did it. Yeah, but this you're talking. He averaged for the season those that. numbers. You're not. Don't get me started on Dwight Howard, but. <laughs> Yeah, that. You mean Dwight Howard's not going to be on your list? He's, he didn't make it. He, he didn't make it. He didn't make Would it. Would he have made it if there was a top 25? If there was a top 10 disappointing big men, yeah. he'd possibly be on it. Yeah. Which we may do, so I can put him up. Yeah, on so there's one. there you go, Dwight Howard. But, there's a list that you can be on. But I, I'm telling you. Tweet me, Howard. Yeah, where you at? 
but uh, really, I mean, he was incredible. Um, just the the most dominant player to ever play, in my opinion. Um, number six for me is Larry Bird. He um, had an ability to do things that, well, his shooting ability alone was incredible. But he's one of those guys that, kind of like a Kobe or an MJ, he just had a I-want-to-win mentality. And when it when the lights were brightest, put, you could put him up there with anybody as being one of the greatest clutch shooters of all time. He's you you go back and watch some of the things that he'd done in the clutch and um, to be able to steal the ball and put it up, tie the game, steal the ball, put it up, win the game. Like yeah. you know, just yeah. defense and offense. A few stats. He's three time champ, three time MVP. Two-time Finals MVP, three-time All-Defense, 24 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists for his career average. Um, Not only one of the best clutch shooters of all time, but one of the best scorers, really, in um, the ability to just shoot and score the basketball. 49% field goal average. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, 88% free throw. I mean, defensively and offensively, he was a handful in his time. Um, I love the Magic Bird rivalry. Um, it was pretty incredible what they were that it started in in college and then they went on to be complete opposite ends of East and West. And you got a French lick hick in Boston versus your L.A. Showtime, and it was just you couldn't write a book like that, no. you know. And the rivalry was really cool. I, even though it was before us, it's one of my favorite times in basketball to be able to go back and watch stuff on. So, for you, we're going into top five now. Mm-hmm. Who starts your top five? Well, this is... Um, I mean, makes sense. You go six with Larry Bird. My number five is Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um he played 13 seasons, all with the L.A. Lakers, and um, he averaged 19, 19 and a half points a game, 7.2 rebounds, 11.2 assists. Um, had amazing court vision, one of the best passers I've ever seen. Uh, just a, I mean, really, he's a great all-around player. That's the yeah. best way to describe him. He was a member of the Dream Team. Uh, he was number five in career assists, a 12-time All-Star, three-time MVP four-time assist champion, three-time finals MVP, and he had five NBA championships. And you talk about guys that physically were suit, are suited to play any position. This guy literally could play any position, and he did. Yeah. And he did it better than most. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, there's really not much else to say about it. He, he, yeah. he could be a dominant big man. He could step out and shoot. He, he – and he – the – the passes that he made, like, you just look at them, and it's like people should not be able to do that. Yeah, I mean, his court vision and ability to, to make a play, whether it be a pass, a steal when they needed it, a shot when they needed it, he was he was the ultimate utility player. He was a floor general and a presence on the court that I feel like in some ways will, are unmatched. He, I'm very big on, on magic. He's... Uh, he was incredible for sure. Starting my top five is Wilt. You know, um, we've talked about him. He's got video game numbers. Um, 
I mean, 11-time rebound champ, four-time MVP. You've mentioned a lot of this, and he just um, – you don't average the things that he averages <laughs> and and not be considered one of the greatest of all time. Um, if there is a top ten list without Wilt Chamberlain in it, I would like to see it. Yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> he – uh, That's the best way I can put it. Well, you know, and, and talking about something that – you know, outside of basketball, for people to talk about his strength, Arnold talking about the fact that he was as strong as bodybuilders. You know, just he's out there lifting weights with Arnold, and he said he was incredibly strong, just a, a beast of a man. Um, you don't see that typically that kind of strength in a seven-one frame. No, and I mean to be able to, he was just a freak of nature, mm-hmm. really, and something that just may never come along again. Um, the ability to, to, you know, you talk about how sometimes he'd let off on a dunk a little bit. He didn't want to break somebody's hands or yeah. something. And, you know, I, I believe it. He, You don't do the things that, that he was able to do unless you're superhuman. Right. And, you know, the game, admittedly, the game has progressed a fair amount since he played. But to me, you could take him as he was back then, drop him in the league now, and he would dominate it. Yeah, I don't... He wouldn't put up the numbers that he put up back then, but I don't know that there is anybody physically now that could handle him. He is one of the the guys I think you could plug into any era, and he'd he'd figure out a way to be dominant. You know, I think he'd figure out a way to... Because if he'd have... You got to assume then he grew up in the same era, and given that, he's still going to be strong, athletic, and, and huge. Um... I just think he'd, he'd be a force in any any era, for sure. I agree. All right, we're getting into, I mean, heavy stuff. Number four. Uh, number four for me, somebody we've already talked about, uh, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, um, you put him up there a little I, higher than I, I did. I'm a pretty big fan. I wasn't a fan of Kobe growing up when he was in the middle of his run, but I've I've come to appreciate him more and more the older I've gotten. Um, just, I, and I hesitate to say this a little bit, but to me, he's the closest guy to Jordan as far as just the mentality mm-hmm. that I've that I've seen. Yeah. Um, and we talked about a lot of this when you mentioned him. Uh, he averaged 25 points a game, five rebounds, four assists for his career, 4.7 assists. He just had a vicious step back jumper. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was. I don't know how many times I saw it, and you couldn't really do much about it. Yeah. Um, very reliable scorer. He was always, you know, he had that killer instinct. He was always ready to attack and get to the rim. Um, he did not pass it a lot. No. But he could do it. He was very capable of being a good passer when he needed to be. But a lot of guys with the mentality of him and Jordan, you know, it's, hey, I'm the best player on this team. We need a clutch shot. I'm taking it. Yeah. And I understand that. Yeah. Um, he was number three in career points. I think you covered a lot of this. Number 16 in career steals. He had four scoring titles, 18-time All-Star. Let that sink in. Played 20 seasons, 18-time All-Star. Yeah. Um, yep. One-time MVP, two-time finals MVP, and he had five NBA titles. Yeah. Not much else needs to be said about him. And, you know, I didn't... I didn't put down how many times All-Star they were on any of these. And the reason why is because you can get voted into it, blah, 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 and it not really matter. Right, but, you can. But 
18 times out of 20 is saying something. Yeah. That's, uh, that's hard to ignore. Well, for me, number four is someone we talked about, um, and that's Magic. Um, he, to me, an innovator and just, I, I really honestly believe one of the greatest to ever play. You know, they asked him to play center in the finals as a rookie. Take that and think about it. Hey, bud, you're killing it. You helped us get to the finals as a point guard. How do you feel about playing center while Kareem is out in the finals? Then, hey, good job, Magic. You just scored 40 points in the finals as a center. Thank you. We're going to win the championship. I mean... Find no another one. find another player in any era that can do that. Yeah, I mean that that that's incredible. And his years were cut short. I mean the HIV scare cut his career when he still could come out and and he could have had several good years that were cut short. And and he tried to make a comeback, didn't he, for yeah, a couple of years back, afterwards. Yeah. But I mean, and he did well, but he just wasn't right. But he the had same a couple, magic. He had at least two years there. For sure, where he could have still done really yeah. well, and but I mean, still fantastic, and you covered a lot of it. You know, five-time NBA champ, but um, to score 42 points and win a championship as a center, um, Showtime. What do you say about that? Too, I mean, one of the greatest duos to ever play. Um, it was it, it was before us, but an incredible time for basketball and Magic. Man, he his ability to play at any level for any any time period in my opinion he's another one you could plug in he'd figure it out so all right um and yeah our lists are going to start intertwining here quite a bit yep um they i mean they already really have my number three somebody else we've already talked about larry bird mm-hmm. um and i think I have Bird a little higher than you because he, honestly, he's one of my personal favorites. Yeah. He was the first player um, that I remember watching as a kid because, you know, he, his career spanned into like 91, 92. I, I remember watching, you know, at, at three, four years old, not really understanding, but I knew I liked that guy. Yeah. Um, I was I remember being really bummed out when he retired because he had all his back issues. I remember that. Um, but anyway, he played 13 seasons all with the Celtics. That's another reason I'm, I've been a Celtics fan for basically my whole life. Right. I mean, I really loved the Bulls when they were coming up with Jordan and Pippen and all them, but the Celtics were the first team for me. Um, and you touched on a lot of this, but we'll, I'll just kind of skim over it. He averaged 24.3 points a game, 10 rebounds, 6.3 assists per game, 12-time All-Star, 3-time MVP. And that's another one. Played 13 seasons, 12-time All-Star. Yep. That says a lot. Uh, 2-time Finals MVP, 3-time All-Defensive Team, and he had he finished with three NBA titles. Uh, great all-around player like Magic. Um, he had nearly unlimited range. I mean... You see Curry shooting what he shoots now. Bird didn't quite have that, right. but he is the closest thing. Like, they had never seen that. Right. People had never seen somebody with that kind of range back then. Um, yeah, I mean, but he could also get to the uh, score around the rim, too. 
And to me, what I noticed watching him, he's, he was just a very fundamentally strong player. Yeah, he, he was. He didn't make a whole lot of mistakes. Yeah. And just some, and two, some of the things he did were crazy. Like uh, one highlight in particular that stood out to me is he, they're running a fast break, somebody throws it ahead to him, and he can't quite catch up with it in time to get a layup. So he just, just shoots a perfectly formed shot over the back of the backboard and it drops in nothing but net. Yeah. He, it's like, what? <laughs> he was very good. Let me ask you this. Okay. I'm just going to... Do you feel like your love for Larry put him over Magic for you? Or do you... Do you? I mean, it's fine. Some people would agree with you. Do you legitimately feel he was better? I can see... I can see him having that initial impact on me as a kid yeah probably influenced my decision a little bit but i genuinely feel like the two of them were pretty close to being on equal footing they they I were mean, very they, good. And I mean they and they ran you know neck and neck with that rivalry for years yeah no i um, um i and that's why i just asked that is because well like, the short answer would be maybe but the, to me, they were both really close. They, I, lump, I would lump them and Kobe in with them. Yeah. Even though Kobe's, you know, different era, but yeah. yeah. Okay. For me, number three was Kareem. Mm-hmm. Put him quite Consider a bit way higher. higher than me. Yeah, and the and reason I can see it. I'm gonna go through some of the reasons. I 24 points, 11 rebounds, three assists, two-time scoring champ. 11-time All-Defense, four-time Block Champion, six-time MVP, um, Rebound Champion one year, six-time NBA Champion, most points all-time, played 20 seasons, and one of the most, I mean, the most graceful hook shot of anybody at at a seven-foot-tall. I mean, to me, not only the fact that he was able to to do everything he was able to do, but successfully for as long as he was able to do it, that's the part that really makes me feel like he he belongs among the very elite. You know, he he just did things that that even today he's another one. I think you plug him in, he'd figure it out. But he had you know a form that he'd found it all his own in that hook shot. Yeah. No one done it like him, and, and and never will. But he, um, you know, I know you talked quite a bit about him, but his ability to rise to the occasion. You know, I know he was getting dogged. He was getting older. They're in the they're in the playoffs. People start knocking on Kareem, and he comes out and absolutely destroys everyone. Motivated, you know, he was. He had a fire um, too to win and be competitive, and him and Magic, that duo, I, I love it. I know you were a Celtics fan. To me, I, I kind of resonate with the Lakers side of that rivalry a little bit. Just Magic for me was, I, I love him, and I guess maybe Kareem plays into that too, some. But he was a extremely talented big man. Yeah, I and you know that that probably has a little bit to do with I hated the Lakers. Yeah, I still do hate the Lakers. Yeah. That being said, I respect that franchise because, I mean, that's like a neck and neck rivalry, the Lakers and the Celtics. Oh yeah. And it goes through multiple generate like multiple eras. You know, you had, um, Bird and Magic, and 
and then it was like you know later on you had Kobe and uh, Pierce Pierce and, and all them again yeah Kobe and Oh gosh, it wasn't Shaq. Shaq was gone by this point, I think. Paul Gasol. In 2008. Yeah. You had Kobe and Gasol and all them against Pierce, Rondo, and Garnett. And they did it, you know, they made it again. And yeah. They, they each won one. I mean, it was really cool yeah. um, to see again. Um, so, you know, my hatred for the Lakers, I can still see through that to, yeah. to guys like Jabbar and Magic and Kobe, obviously, because they're just that good. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Well, here we go. This is the fun part yep. to me of yep. the list, um, and maybe the part where we're going to get some people fired up. I, I don't know. I figure we're gonna agree. The era I, we both grew up in. There's no way yeah. you're gonna do what I. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Number two, LeBron James. Yeah. We can just talk about it together. Yeah. Let's just do it because <laughs> I'm assuming that your one and two are the same. Yep. Um, I have, and and you can kind of. Fill in if you if you want whatever. LeBron is the only guy on my list that's currently playing. Yeah. Uh, he's in his 16th season. He's been with the Cavs, the Heat, and the Lakers. Um, career averages so far: 27.1 points a game, 7.8 rebounds, 7.8 assists. Great numbers. Uh, 16th. He's in his 16th season. He's a 14-time All-Star. Will probably be a 15-time All-Star out of 16. Uh-huh. Just being honest. Um, Four-time MVP, three-time Finals MVP. He's got one scoring title, and he has three championships so far. And, you know, being perfectly honest, I'm not a fan, but he is probably the best physical specimen to ever play the game. Yeah. I mean, he's built to play any position, and to deny that would just be flat-out hating on him. Yeah. Youngest to reach pretty much any scoring benchmark, thousand, two thousand, so on. Yeah. Um, youngest to triple double in the playoffs. Youngest to four MVPs. Youngest, 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 and you keep hearing that. Well, now it's not. He's not so young anymore, and he's pretty established. And we kind of see what what he's what he's got. Um, moving to the Lakers, given what they had, I mean, I don't know. To me. It almost made me wonder if I know some people he I don't know if he cares necessarily about that as much as you know winning championships every single year because he knew they were take he was taking a step back to go there. Do you think he's kind of preparing for it to be over? I don't know maybe, maybe so. bring up some younger players maybe there. so I think that they're gonna make some moves and try to yeah. make a run but you know while while he's there but I I maybe so, but I think when you look at LeBron, I to me he's an incredible athlete. Period. I think yeah. he could probably play professional football, or I mean, he's he'd just, be a heck of a tight end. Yeah, I mean, he he's just very good, and he's he's quick. He can lean down. He takes very good care and invests a lot in his body. And, and keeping it in shape. And so the longevity, I don't know. No one's ever really done everything. He's he's taken advantage of today's latest mm-hmm. medical. I don't know how long he'll go, but I do know this. He'll go down as one of the very greatest of all time. And he's my number two. And he, well. de- he deserves it. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not a fan, and I don't know if I ever will be a, a very big fan of his, but he deserves it. I've gotten to the fact where I don't, he he's not ever to me 
he's not going to do it. I've seen enough work at this point to say he's never going to eclipse MJ that people can have their own opinion, absolutely. But to me, he's never going to do it, and now I'm, I'm able to watch and appreciate yeah. the, his game a little bit. I think it's really not so much him that I'm a big fan of, or not so much him personally or professionally that I'm not a fan of so much is it's the portion, and it's not all of them, a, the portion of his fan base that thinks that if you don't annoy him the greatest of all time, you're a hater. Right. It's like, no, I'm not. Yeah. Number two of all time is pretty good. Pretty good. Um, yep. and, but one thing to me that sets, and, and this is one of the main reasons that he will never eclipse MJ to me, is I just don't see the killer instinct in him that you saw in Jordan. Yeah. Well, and I heard a guy one time say, you know, if you were to hang out with both of them, you know, you hang out with LeBron, he'd probably take you all around L.A., he'd show you a great time, you'd go to dinner, mm-hmm. you'd get to play some horse, and he'd probably even let you score some on him, because he's just a cool guy. You'd probably have a great time. Yeah. LeBron would probably stab you over a game of Uno. You know, and he's... Compa- what did I say? You LeBron. said LeBron. Oh, yeah, MJ. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I know MJ would, would kill you over... You know, he's <laughs> yeah. incredibly competitive. Anyone that knows him, they say, you know, words with friends and stuff. He'll text you and be like, get on with it. You know, like, let's finish this. I'm winning. You know, like, he's just a competitor. Some would maybe even say too much when you punch teammates. Yeah. But that's what makes him the best also. Yeah. So. Um, Yeah. So number one, no question, MJ for both of us. And I mean, popping off a few things, six times champ, six time finals MVP, six four six in the in the finals, five time MVP, nine time All Defense, um, tied for first there, three times Steals champ, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, mm-hmm. ten time Scoring Champion, and for his. Um, Career stats, 30 points per game, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. Um, three series, three playoff series with 40 points average or more. Yeah. That's almost <laughs> Wilt stuff. I mean, when you think about a shooting guard doing that, you're not standing in the goal just dunking right. on people. And in the era, in the physical era he played in, you're scoring 40 in three different series in the playoffs. That's incredible. And, you know, we had talked about the killer instinct. That's something else, though, too, you mentioned he has over LeBron is defense. Yeah. He was one of the most in-your-face defenders yeah. that you would ever see, and LeBron just doesn't. LeBron's got great – he's got a great feel for the game. Right. One of the best I've ever seen. He, the passes he'll make sometimes, the plays he'll make, the blocks – He's got good defense, but he doesn't have the the best defensive skills where I would say Jordan possibly does, and that's that's my opinion on it. Um, he was just both sides of the ball, and I mean, just when you think about the legend of MJ, the shot, the shrug, the flu game, the dunks, the the dunk contest, he. he He's one of the only, probably the only player that I've seen that it's like he just has an aura about mm-hmm. him. Like you just be in awe of watching. And I think something else I wrote, it's he was he basically was the basketball equivalent of Mike Tyson. 
the fear, mm-hmm. I feel like the fear that he would put in people that played against him. Just because yeah. you know, just, how are you going to handle it? He like, just, how can you? I mean, and he used anything to his advantage, you know, talking cool with the refs. Yeah. And just, you know, um, talking trash all the time, pulling up before the game in his Ferrari with a cigar saying, which one of y'all bums is going to guard me? <laughs> Knowing full well he's in their head My before names. they step on the floor. Yeah. Um, he, And you think about, too, LeBron, they're like, well, he's filled for the game. And it is great. But he's fifth all time in turnovers. He, he is. Yeah. That's a stat. And yeah. he's probably going to jump up there maybe even – I mean, he's in the top five all-time in turnovers. So, MJ took very good care of the ball. I yeah. mean, he's 31st all-time. And for a shooting guard having the ball as much as he did, that's pretty imp- – and you could hand check. Yeah. You know, Gary Payton and people like that yeah, are, you put- are, guarding, are guarding you. And, I mean, um, in the playoffs, he was just – there was no one like him. He he absolutely would kill you to win, and um, I just he's the he's the greatest, and there's nothing close to him in my opinion. Yeah, I I'd agree. I mean, taking nothing away from LeBron James at all. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm going in February to see him, and I'm pumped about it. Uh, I want to watch one of the greatest of all time play. I didn't get to see MJ play. I'm I'm super excited to watch him, and now that I've kind of wrote it down, said no, he's not as good. It kind of helps me a little bit to appreciate the fact that he's he's amazing. Yeah. And there's nothing we haven't seen anything this close. No, and, you know, they, and, and he may very well be the closest to Jordan that we ever see. Yeah, um, he he is a rare talent, and I I'm excited about watching what he does in L.A. I mean, I'll always tune in from this point on until he hangs it up. I will tell you a guy to keep your eye on. Um, it's in college right now. Is that Zion Williamson? He's he is a monster, and he could be something someday. He's he's got the body to be dominant. He's uh, he can jump out of the place and so he's a good shooter. That'll be interesting to see over the next. 10, 15 years, what happens with him? Because, uh, I mean, but you see kids like that a lot in college that yeah. come up and they're really good in college and then they just fizzle out. But I don't the, think he will. I don't keep up with the high school phenoms a whole lot, but I kept up with him. And I'll say a lot of people were like, well, you know, he's dunking on high school kids. Well, it translated pretty well. Pretty well Duke. for the first game. Yeah. And so Against now, a team like Kentucky, he just manhandled them. Yeah. And so now... You look at it and you wonder how he's going to translate in the NBA. I think he's going to be a beast. Uh, and you know, let's not try to fool anybody. He'll be in the NBA next year. He's not sticking around. Oh, yeah. I don't think he will. He shouldn't. Um, well, that's it. That's our top ten. That's our first one. That's our first go at it. And we want your feedback. We want to know: Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you, um, you know, did you like what you heard here? You hate it? Um, we love any kind of feedback. You know, any tell kind us of... why we're wrong. Tell us. I don't care if you tell us that we're horrible. Just yeah. You know, I'd... it'd be nice to get some feedback. So, um, got a few things to tell you. We're on Twitter, list underscore podcast. Um, that's our Twitter. So hit us up there, or um, email us at feedback dot the list podcast at gmail. That's feedback dot the list podcast at gmail. And then we're also on Facebook, The List Podcast. 
So several ways to interact with us. Let us know if you there's anything you'd like for us to to run down, you know, top five or a top ten or the greatest this or that. We're going to do these weekly. Um, we're super excited about um, some of the ideas that we have, but we definitely want some input um, from you, the listener. So let us know. Um, until then, that ought to do it. I think it will. All right. Until next time, have a good one.